You're listening to the Build Assets Online Podcast. Learn how you You. can build a diverse and sustainable income online from two brothers who actually do it. Now, here are your hosts, Mike and Joe. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? Joe and Mike back again. BuildAssetsOnline.com. We're very excited. It's the first time we're um, launching something new to the public in a long, long, long time. That's true. So what are we talking about today, Mike? We're talking about high ticket niche sites. What is is this the best high ticket dropshipping alternative? And first of all, what is a high ticket niche site? A high ticket niche site can encompass multiple things, but it's a site where there's some element of physical products where you're acting as an affiliate, so you're not dropshipping it directly. But what you're doing is you're being an affiliate for something where you get a decent percentage, say around 10% and are 10% and are referring and promoting high ticket items. I mean, I thought five was good. Five is good too. Hey, nothing wrong with five, but 10 is better. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I mean, I, I think, I think five is, is solid, but I don't want to derail too much out the gate so i'll let you keep going i mean i'm gonna wait for more people to roll in on the chat but um all right just something just something to warm them up yeah we'll get into the uh the screenshots below as they um have to do with our new program the build assets online open the kimono and i want to talk about this term for a second actually mike because i've heard this i when i had a job People were throwing around all sorts of corporate slang. And so I, I, I developed what you could call a fascination with with corporate slang. And I'd be like looking stuff up and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe people say this. Um, But, yeah, I found this one, this one slang called open the kimono. And, uh, yeah, I've always wanted to use it. Like I never heard anyone use it in real life. But when I researched it, apparently – there something to do with Steve Jobs used it to invent the optical mouse, but it's what? also not like nowadays. It's also not politically correct. So this term, like Steve Jobs used it at a meeting with like IBM or something. It's like when you, you know, you're saying I want to open the kimono, like I want to let's open the kimono, like let's show you what we got going on. And apparently, this phrase facilitated the uh, the mouse to be to be developed. I thought Steve Kirsch invented the optical mouse. Sorry, not the optical mouse, but the just the mouse. The ball mouse. The, the ball, yeah. Those are the, the days. You used to be able to take the ball out. <laughs> throw it. You used to have to clean the like, – like, those mouse used to get like really dusty, especially for me from like overuse. <laughs> I'd have to take it apart. Like I would take the, the alcohol and clean the, uh, clean the inside. It got so dusty. Yes, and then sometimes I don't know the the thing, the little locking mechanism would come undone, and you're using the mouse, and then all of a sudden, you know, it stops working. But yeah, those are the good days. Well, anyway. Everything, everything was a different friggin' uh, connector. You know, like mm-hmm. there's no like standardized like USB. Everything is USB or you know, micro USB, whatever. Anytime you got a new computer or anytime you got something. At all, it'd be every every connector is different. 
Yeah. Huge pain in the ass. That's yeah. like the most like nineties thing I can recall. But yeah, Joe, the open the kimono is it's open. People can get in. Uh up until when? They can get in. Well, it's five days. So if you go to buildassetsonline.com slash kimono, you can see the uh the timer as to when it closes. Now We've already opened this to our students, so there is a limited number of slots left as a bunch of our students have signed up. Um, but to the general public, um, we've been talking about this for the for the past few weeks, but as part of this program, uh, should we talk about the program now or should we talk about some of the things on the screen? Because I, like, I feel like we should talk about what high ticket niche sites are and how it relates to this this Open the Kimono program. Right. If they want to get more into the details of the program, they can just click in the description to go check it out. But what we're going to talk about today is some of the websites that we have used this method on, which is basically the, the Komodo program is essentially just us showing you one of these websites and walking you through month by month we're what open. we're doing to the website. Open, to, opening to grow it, it all up. It's open. <laughs> you know? We're going to get flagged, Joe. For what? <laughs> I don't know, nipples. They're male nipples. It's all right. <laughs> Maybe I should put some tape over it. You should. Pasties. <laughs> anyway, so let's take a look at these two screenshots on the screen, Mike. So this is from the site that we're going to be revealing in the Open the Kimono program. We bought this site in January, and I showed this last time. Um, actually, last uh, last January, so when we bought it, this was the the, the profits we're tracking from last January. Um, the site made twenty dollars in Amazon affiliate commissions. This January, it's got two affiliate programs, one on share a sale, and we still got Amazon rolling. So we're at net commissions of two sixty nine twenty one, two sixty nine twenty one plus two fifty two point seventy eight or something. So. $521 in commission so far. This site only gets like 200 page views a day. Not much. Not much. And I'll yeah. tell you. Sorry, go on. No, I'll tell you something. So if you look at this left this left screenshot, we got three sales, 0.52% conversion rate. This is on the affiliate site. And uh, $269 in commissions with, a, with an earnings per click. So for every 100 clicks, we're getting forty-seven dollars so far. Oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. I I don't even know if we can match that on our stores. Maybe. Well, that's interesting because it's kind of the flip, right? Because we're paying for the clicks on our stores. Right. Um. I'm saying, and I, but I'm factoring in like, okay, we get a hundred clicks to the store. What are we earning in profit? No, I guess I guess it's more on the stores, but this doesn't require any customer service. It doesn't require any traffic costs. Um, yeah, so I mean, you, you need less employees. So well, you don't need. I mean, there are traffic costs, but it's not they're re recurring. One time, you, yeah. You have to invest up front and then wait for things to to roll in. The traffic cost approaches zero as time goes on. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, and we. You know, this is this is our new site that is again in more of an infantile stage. We're gonna grow it with with our kimono members, but um, we've done this a few times with different things. So like, we have another website that is um, 
purely around high ticket dropshipping products, but it's all content based and it's all um, just we, we, we get affiliate commissions on, on high ticket products. Yeah. And to be honest, I merged that site with another site because. Did you? Yeah, I told you that because I wasn't sure what was happening um, with skim links. Like I wasn't mm. sure. So and also, I, I don't know. I, we had too many sites. I didn't really want to bother. I wanted to see if I got a boost, but that's a, that's a long that's a long story. Well, I mean, it was doing well, and then I guess I. But that's what's good when you have a lot of sites is that you can you know if you got a bunch of sites you have too many you just merge them together and you create a you know a whole different entity. Yeah, like a Power Ranger or something. Yeah. Um, basically it did well for a year. It was seeing some drop in rankings and I was, it was, we were partnering with someone else and it was complicated. So I figured, let me just merge it and see, see what happens. I, I, I really didn't feel like spending the time and money, like bringing the rankings back up because, you know, if you drop from position two to two or four to position eight or nine, it's a small drop, but it's big in terms of traffic. So that's what that site was facing. I think the problem with that site was that again, we talked about your we talked about the thing yesterday, how there's a customer or not yesterday, but last stream, how there's like a customer avatar. And that site really didn't have such a, a customer avatar. It was very right. That was kind of made before we fleshed out um the best way to do things. Yeah, this was more just like High ticket drop shipping, like let's just make articles about products, that, you know, like like approaching it like a, a high ticket drop shipping website. You know what this was? This was we're part. I'm partnering with someone. I'm gonna get the content for free. Let me just take like I have this thing I want to try. Let me just try it and see what happens. Yeah, I mean we got we got a lot of good insight out of it, um, and it was it was doing well for a while. But yeah, um, taking the high ticket approach, but doing it around a, a particular demographic or a particular audience is a lot more powerful because you're, um, I think, I think you're a lot more prone to like ranking drops and different, um, your site is less strong when it's not as focused around, um, a particular like subset of, of people and interests. Absolutely. So I, w- I want to talk about how so we're looking at these numbers on the bottom of the screen. We talked about – so we got three sales on this one affiliate uh, program for a total of $2,692.19. And we got – and that that resulted in us earning 10% of that, which is $296 – I want to compare that to Amazon where we've generated $7,899 in sales and only gotten – Two hundred and fifty-two dollars and thirty-five cents. So that when 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 you're wow. when you're looking at alternative affiliate programs besides for Amazon, and you're getting a higher affiliate commission, that makes a big difference. And also, you know, if I, I'm going to pull up the this chart from last from last time because I think oh, where the where did it go? Oh, why is it not showing up? There it is. Okay, I'm going to pull this chart up because. One of the things we have on this chart is physical products, dropshipping, or private label. So when we're talking about high-ticket niche sites, really what we're comparing it to is is Amazon affiliate. 
nothing wrong with Amazon affiliate. I mean, you could, there are certain situations where it's the best affiliate program to use, but if you want to talk about getting the most return per user, you got to think about a, a higher ticket affiliate program or squeezing more margin by selling a product yourself, whether you're drop shipping it or private labeling it. Or info product. Or info product. But the good thing about info products is you can really layer info products on top of um, like on top of everything else. So with this open the kimono site, by the way, <laughs> I wanna we'll, we'll we'll get into detail with this with the group probably and see what we're gonna do about this. But um apparently I got rejected from Udemy affiliate, which is kind of oh, annoying. But, um, Why would they reject you? I don't know because they're not good people. Facts. But um, yeah, I mean, we've talked about ClickBank in some other instances, and I mean, Joe, what do we make on a, a ClickBank commission for like our ClickBank um, high-ticket niche sites? Well, let me pull that up. It's not. It's nothing to sneeze at, and. With the info product affiliate commissions, usually they could be pretty high because, you know, they they don't have any like uh, physical cost to bear. So you can get like fifty percent. I think twenty to fifty is is probably standard. Usually they give around some give seventy five or fifty or even higher. So yeah, yeah, those are the kind of commissions we're looking at. So, but it's the same. You know, we're talking about these high commissions on an info product. So we're looking at this this chart where it shows we got 10% of 269. With the info products, if you're selling it yourself and you sell it for $29, it's like you're getting this 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 10% of this $269 sale, if you know what I'm saying. Because you're getting a hundred percent of the cost. So what I'm saying is high well, ticket if, uh, niche sites don't have to be about products that are selling for high prices it can be about info products that you're getting a really really good margin on right because i mean if you're high ticket drop shipping then you know maybe you make five hundred dollars on a on a product but that was you know a, a three thousand dollar sale four thousand dollar sale with this if you sell you know you sell an info product for two hundred dollars or something then that's that's a hundred percent margin so it's still high ticket because it just you don't need as much revenue to generate similar amounts of profit. Absolutely. Yo, those strawberries are never ending. No, they don't and end. You're, you're going to have to piss. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just got an email. I'm thinking about trying this uh, for, for, a, for kind of a, a throwaway slash test site that we have. One cent per word AI generated content. Um, it could be pretty interesting if I do a thousand, it's $10 an article. If I do a thousand articles, hold on a second. I hear my dog like chewing on something crazy. I gotta see what he's doing. All right. Are you pulling up the ClickBank shit? Oh, what did you want to see? I, I can. The commissions. Hold on. He was eating my friggin' foam runner. No. Yeah, he put some bites in it. Damn. Shit. Mine are mine are on the way, actually. 
<laughs> what? Am I not cool enough to have the Kanye West shoes? <laughs> no, you can rock them. I tried yours on and I was like, oh, wow, there's no there's no going back from this. Yeah, there's really not. Did you get it up? I'm working what, on what it. What are looking at? I'm working on it. I'm pulling it up. What's going on, chat people? People watching the stream. Chime in, say hello. So I'm just putting pulling it up now. This is for one of the so what do you want to see? The I want to see what we make on a sale. Okay, cool. So this is just one of the sites. If you look at the initial sales amount, this is for a couple like a bunch of different products. If you look at um the initial sales amount, and then you have the upsells, and then you have the net Wait a second. I don't think this shows the cost of the product. Gross sales amount? Is gross sales amount what we take yeah, home that's in the ju That's just what we generate. So that, that's the profit. Yeah, that's just like what we take home. Let me see if I could find uh, the actual like commission rate. So, well, if I'm understanding this correctly... I don't know. Is it like twenty dollars, roughly? Because I'm finding, I'm finding. Okay. I mean, I'm just talking out loud. Like, I see seventeen sales, gross sales amount three hundred two. Forty-one sales, gross sales amount eight ten. Twenty sales, gross sales amount five hundred four. So, so it's like it looks like with this product, um, we get around seventy-five percent. Okay. So. So products are selling for around. I don't want to give away too specific numbers. It might be too easy to reverse engineer then. Well, but I mean, in, in any event, it looks, seems like we're making... God, this strawberry is gross. 20-something dollars per sale? Oh, my... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're to right, be, Joe. It's supposed to be picked at the peak of freshness, but I feel like that one... Uh, maybe that one was left over from a previous season or something. So maybe someone's trying to sabotage you. Maybe. You gotta be careful when you're a public figure. <laughs> yeah, so I, I to me to me it looks like about twenty dollars per um per sale. But maybe I'm not reading it right. It's a little bit higher. It's a little bit higher. A little, little bit higher. Um Yeah, but this it seems to convert like a wild beast. Honestly. The it fact does. we're making this many sales. Two hundred forty four sales. Um uh like a thirty day period, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. And if we look at the uh, earnings per click, looking at an average of uh, thirty-seven cents per click, we mm -hmm. earn when someone clicks over to there. That's a, that's pretty good. So this is an example of a high-ticket affiliate site, not the one that we're going to be doing in the uh, Open the Kimono program, but same same principles apply. Right. I got my dog trying to get the fucking phone burner again. <laughs> Maybe he wants to wear it. <laughs> I gotta get the smaller ones. I gotta get the piece <laughs> ones. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's pretty um pretty exciting stuff because this is this is something I think we've tried to capture for a long time. Like, how do we get good commissions 
on sales without actually having to have customer service. Cause I think that that's the biggest bottleneck um, for us. I think when it comes to scalability, it's like, you know, if we're going to do a million dollars a month, we're going to have more employees, got to have more customer service, more risks of chargebacks, all the things that come from, you know, putting yourself on the front end. But if you can just do this through affiliate commissions or ClickBank or info products, then you don't really have to do that. It's kind of all automated and someone else is going to take care of it. So yeah, uh, again, we've talked about this in previous videos, but when you go to sell, it makes it all that easier. Uh, number one, to like report earnings, you get a better valuation because you're probably going to have multiple traffic streams, multiple income streams, and just transferring everything is, is, is much easier. So yeah. Yeah. It com comes way easier to evaluate when, when you're selling it also. It's just, you know, way easier for the yeah. seller to do proper due diligence. Yeah. Versus if you have, uh, you know, tens of thousands of orders, they got to parse through that, make sure that, you know, it's, uh, everything is right. And <sighs> whatever. Yeah, I love your your dog is on a rampage. <laughs> he is. He's bored. All right. You can have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This has kind of been a boring stream, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I think Joe, sometimes we say things and then there's nothing else to say. So we should be really making like a 10 second TikTok rather than getting on here. Yeah. Everything, the, the whole timeline is just trending towards uh, 15 second bits of content. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sean the Dawn, our good friend, but wouldn't it take a lot longer to get that one month to get to that? One million a month, though. Well, I, I'm, I was saying, like, we're talking about the goal of getting to a million dollars a month, like drop shipping. Mm -hmm. Well, it depends um, if we're talking sales or or profit. Right. So I was gonna, I was gonna compare that to all right. If you're gonna do a million dollars a month drop shipping, that's gonna be at the end of the day, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, somewhere between a hundred thousand dollars and two hundred thousand dollars profit. At the end of the, at the end of the, you know, after advertising margin, whatever. So you'd have to think about it in equivalent terms of generating hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars profit through affiliate, which is, I mean, in terms of how much longer it would take, um, it's hard to say. I mean, it take it doesn't happen very quickly doing high ticket dropshipping either. So, I mean, we know people that do uh, some pretty, some pretty good amount. Uh, through affiliate people we've had on the show yeah um, you know info products i think um there's a lot of potential there i mean if you look at like click funnels and like things like that uh i think it's stuff like that is hard for people to execute in the beginning but the premise is there that like if you have um like a product that converts really well and you have the traffic for it then you can really make make a lot of money i mean you see Russell Brunson talk about like the, what the hell do they call the stupid thing? The, the two comma club. Yeah. People that do like million. Russell Brunson gives out awards. People that do like millions and millions in sales and click funnels. And that are, that's usually all info products. So people are getting there. Um, like I said, I think the people that actually do that through click funnels are, are pretty few and far between. But again, um, if you have the right traffic, 
and then you plug that traffic with an info product, then and this, well, the sky yeah. is the limit. I think also to achieve those levels of numbers with info products, you have to uh, have some sort of personal image involved. So it's going to be uh, really hard, I think, to – well, maybe maybe that's not correct because like if we look people at – People do with supplements. People do – Right, with, like, but, but uh, it's usually around like like if we sold a supplement, people would want to buy it because you know, it's, it's Mike and Joe. Yeah, we don't, we, we don't necessarily have to do that though to – No. Like but, I think about um, like Alex Hermosi. He made – who knows however many millions doing um like gym launch, which is basically just like, I guess you can call it like an info product. It was like a licensing type thing. Like he would help fix people's gyms. So there'd be content associated with that and there'd be other deliverables, but for the most part, it's, you know, it's a information type business. He wasn't a, uh, necessarily like the, it wasn't because of his name. It was just because of the product and how much value it had well it was and, and, and it was probably through the gym though right no so um people that aren't familiar uh you should look up alex hermosi i think he provides he has some good content on youtube but essentially he made his claim to fame through again he he used to own gyms and then he basically figured out like i can help fix other gyms that are struggling it's almost like, you know, people buy a course, like you're struggling with e-commerce, you buy a course on how to do e-commerce and then you, you know, you do, you turn it around. He was doing that with like failing gyms. So they would come to him and then they, you know, they would deliver some sort of package that would involve some sort of training and all this stuff to help get more people into their gym, et cetera. So he did, I mean, tens of millions of dollars in, in profit doing that. Right, so, but what I'm saying is to do those kind of numbers online, like I feel like you have to uh, like sell the info product or the supplement. You know what I'm saying? Like Rich Piana, like people buy his, his supplement. Well, he's 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 not around anymore, but I'm sure people bought his supplement because he's Rich Piana. I mean, that's that's one way to do it, but um, I think really. It has to do with it, with sales, like having a good sales team as well. Once you're getting into, you know, that many millions, then yeah, you can't, it's not, it's not all going to run automated through like a webinar. Um, but he was basically just doing it all through like paid ad to like a sales call. And he had like a huge sales team. It still does that. That That's, that's, that's how he was executing um, the funnel essentially. Interesting. Which, which again, you can you can do with these sites because if you have an audience and you have something to sell and you want to make it really really high ticket, you want to sell them like a, you know, a two thousand dollar package, whatever. This is getting more advanced, but you can have a sales team there where they can, you know, you your call to action on your website is for someone to schedule a call um, about whatever, and then boom, they get they get sold on the phone through a salesman. So it's just. You're you're using the the traffic lever that's organic SEO traffic to get your audience in. Versus some people, you know, they'll use Facebook or they'll use whatever. So Yeah, you gotta come up with the right offer though. Right. It's it's that, you may immediately do it. it. It's a it's a home run, but again, these are all 
we're, we're building towards like more and more advanced stuff, right? In the beginning, affiliate is fine. It's all kind of uh, more straightforward. Once you start selling your own products, then it becomes a little bit more complicated because you have to get your offer right, um, which just there's a lot of steps to that. There's like your on-page conversion rate optimization. There's your ad copy. There's your price point. There's, you know, what you're giving. So that's it's not all uh, one, two, skidoo, but um, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's just something that's possible. Yeah, yeah. And Joe, it's more valuable when you go to sell than an info product that does not rely on your name to make its money. That's really what it's all about. Ideally, if if you can um, if you can execute that, because we can't sell build assets online. Can't sell build assets online. Again, unless uh, we bring in like two like a Bizarro, it's a Bizarro <laughs> Seinfeld episode. <laughs> yeah, we just slowly bring them in to take our place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think um, even something like private label is probably would probably be a little bit easier because um, you know, we've, we've talked with our, our good friend Braden who we've had on the show a couple of times and he's uh, more into private label. And he, I would say uses this strategy to some degree for some of his uh, private label brands. He does. I'm very interested in, in learning more about that from him. Cause I feel, let me tell you something like, cause here's, here's one thing that is something to, uh, to chew on. When it comes to physical affiliate products, these are really oftentimes the lowest hanging fruit and most obvious keyword keywords. So, for example, say you're selling a uh, trying to think. Um, well, anyway, say, say you're selling like a pan pan set or something. And it's a specific pan set and it's got like 10 pans and it's a specific material. Maybe it's adenized uh, iron or, or some sh something. Now, there are very specific keywords that you can go after about that that no one's probably going after. Like, for example, like, you know, best 10 piece pan set, best adenized 10 piece pan set. Why would no one be going after that? But just because there are so many different product variations that it's it's really easy to find stuff like that that no one is going after. You follow okay. what I'm saying? Because it's just that's why Amazon affiliate is so like good for you know especially beginners is because you can find so many little things like you you can like like best optical mouse for you know playing Fortnite. You got something so specific. You got a product with a, a such specific use case. So okay. that's that's what kind of makes me kind of interesting interested in the private label thing, is because I know that there's a ton of those opportunities out there. The product with the use case that's easy to rank for. It I think right. the number the sheer number far outweighs the amount of info product opportunities at least they're easy to find and come up easier to find and come up with yeah yeah i would agree so what do we do well I'm, I'm waiting for you to bring home your point because we were talking about how uh you know brayden uses a strategy of having a, a website 
and then you know you have traffic and then he'll send that to his own affiliate my point is my, my point is how do we private label this stuff how can we come up with a private do label? i don't know how to do it i, I hate <laughs> doing that stuff which is, which is why we don't do it but yeah i mean if you have the traffic for best uh autonize uh, what do you say it Adon- i don't know but let's just say best optical mouse for playing fortnite if you have the traffic for that then what do you mean? You just you find that you find a friggin' mouse supplier, China, India, wherever. You get them in. Then you you that's what you're linking to. There's a lot you got to make. Oh, the yeah, list. I mean, you know, you got to make the listing. There's like a lot to it that. I don't right, know. right. So this is that, that's that's why this is not like the first step in the high ticket niche site. The first step isn't create your own product. I guess what I'm the trying first to step say is you link. I guess what I'm trying to say is if if you have the experience and are comfortable doing private labeling, uh, then this – the stuff that we're going to be teaching in, in, inside of the kimono, um, you could take it to the to the moon. Well, I think this is how you get there when it comes to info stuff, when it comes to private label stuff because otherwise, if you do, if you do that before you have the traffic, it's just going to be such a waste of time because you have to go – make the product that you don't know people want. So it could be all wrong. So you're putting in all that initial time investment and then you have to get the traffic, which usually at that point winds up being through either paid ads, which again, you may not do properly because your offer could be all screwed up. Your product could be all screwed up. And then um, you're kind of stuck versus if you have the traffic first, best optical mouse for Fortnite, you see the mouse that everyone's buying, whether if you, you know, you list like five mouses Everyone seems to be buying the second one from Panasonic. You know that they you can just emulate those those attributes. And then when you go and you make the mouse, then that's it. You already know. You already know what the winner is. Very true. Very true. I just wish yeah. we had the uh I wish we had the skills and the resources to to do it, but we don't. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Well maybe at the end of the kimono program we'll uh we'll uh get some in. I don't care anymore. Or t- why? Why create more more challenges and more headaches <laughs> for fun? I just wish I could snap my fingers. But any oh fuck, I gotta go. I had a hard cutoff at two, but I think right, we well, said, here we are. We're at two. All right. I think we said everything we need to say. Yeah, we'll be able to get to the chats, but well, let's let's do the, it. Uh... Do it real quick, real quick, real quick. You guys sound good today. Rolling in the chat doesn't kimono mean rope in Japan. Show your dog. What's up, guys? Would it take a lot longer to get to one million a month though? Just join. Can you sum up what I missed in like one sentence? No, we love talking to you guys. Love Alex Hermosi. This is why I love talking to you guys. You changed my outlook on everything. Affiliate programs are so much more accessible. What do you think? Of the, what do you think of the competition with it? The competition, there is no competition because you're going after uh, keywords that you can rank for based on competitiveness. So that's that's all upfront. There's no competition as far as like affiliate programs. There's competition among traffic. Yeah. So, whatever you get the traffic for, you've you've won the competition, and obviously we'll show you how to do all our little uh, keyword research secrets, which is you know big big part of everything. So, all right. Buildassetsonline.com/slash/kimono, well, Mike. I'm sure um, more you're going to be sending out emails about more details. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Thank you. Buildassetsonline.com. Build Slash kimono and take it easy.
Thanks for listening to the Build Assets Online Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget, subscribe, share, and leave us a rating on whatever platform you might be listening from. And if you're ready to learn how to build your own online business portfolio, start now by visiting buildassetsonline.com slash playbook. We'll see you in the next episode.